Well, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. That's 89.1 FM on, on your dial. And if you are having any difficulty picking up our signal, I think you might just want to live stream it. Go to your computer, go to your laptop, and just put in www.wnzn.org. WNZN.org. But once again, thank you for joining in. I'm here with David Aboon. Hey, John. Great to be here with you again today. Yeah, like, like really a beautiful audience. Oh, it is a gorgeous. And yeah. So happy that everybody is tuning in right. to listen to this program. Uh, I'll be talking maybe a little later about a special guest we'll have next week. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to have, you know, a special guest, focus on a ministry here locally or around the world, and then get into the Bible, uh, look at some topics in the Bible or do apologetics and get yeah. about our faith. How's it going? Is our faith, can it be, is it rational? Is it reasonable? And, and it, it is it a guide for living? And that's what I think we're going to be looking at today, David. Right. Look at these three enemies that they often talk as a Christian has. Not just a Christian, but in particular, the believer and what keeps us from having a victorious, yeah. uh, successful, fruitful uh, Christian life and walk. And the three would be the adversaries, if you will. It's, it's, it's the flesh, the world, and the devil. We're going to explain these in somewhat detail as yeah. we move along. But uh, some people go to different verses and they, uh, where they... We come up with these things, but one of the places is First John, uh, chapter two, First John chapter two, verses fifteen and sixteen, and actually seventeen. Uh, First John, chapter two, verse fifteen through seventeen. If you have that, yeah, sure, John. Uh, I'm not leaving the world. Oh, I'm not loving the world. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Okay, so here we're starting to pick up these different areas, the world, we're going to talk about that in a minute. The flesh, what does that mean? And other art, uh, place we're going to see, the devil. Um, so if you know your enemy, yeah, you know how to strategize. You know, right. It's like if you're if you're a football player and you were able to get the playbook of your opposing team, right? boy, that's really going to help you score points. Same way if you're in the military and you happen to capture somebody and he's got all the plans the enemy is going to have, whether they're going to move troops and what direction. That gives you a great advantage. So what's really significant, David, is a lot of Christians, a lot of believers do not understand these three uh, adversaries we hit out. Yeah. You know, and uh, it clearly tells us in the Scripture, I want to look at one more verse, then we're going to separate them and look at them. But we're going to look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2 for a moment. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, that's the one I had. That, that really kind of uh, delineates and it kind of really specifically... Uh, yeah, looks at these uh, different areas. Uh, uh, I had Ephesians two, two and three. Do you want to go broader than that? Uh, you could go. No, you, I would go one through three. One, two, three. Yeah, the rest. Um, okay. And this is where we're going to give the idea of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Okay, the flesh. Okay, you want to go one through three? Uh, uh, as for you, you were dead in your transgression transgressions and sins in which you in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath now there's a lot thanks david there's a lot in those verses number one Right from the get-go, it tells us we are dead in our trespasses and sin. That's man's basic problem. Not that it was immoral and he's a drug herd or drugs or pornography. These are the problems. That's the bitter fruit. But right from the beginning, when God told Adam and Eve, if you partake of the tree, then now there's good and evil, you will surely die. Right. Death entered in. And now here we see it. Yeah. And notice Paul is saying, um, uh, you were dead in what you once walked according to the course of this world. So number one, we see the spiritual death, but notice the world. Before we came to Christ, 
we were walking according to the course of this world. There's the world, prince in the power of the air, the spirit who now works, there's the devil and Satan. And then verse 3, conducting yourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires yeah. of the flesh. There you have it. Yeah. Okay. Right, really clear. So much is said there. So let's pick it up with the first one, the world. Yeah. What does this mean, the world? Well, we just looked in First John um, what this world. Now, we know that, the, the, for example, it'll say in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So that's the world in general with all of humanity. But the world is used here is a fallen world. It's yep. not the world God created. And we, matter of fact, on the sixth day of creation, he looked at everything and said it, everything was very good. Yeah, now the world is not good. Nothing, not the glow, you know, you, you right. got that, but it's a world system. Yes. Maybe you have a couple notes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you're right. Uh, the course of this world, you're, it, it is the world system, the way of the world, as opposed to the way of God, right, John? So when you think about that, you know, it's popular opinion, it's the media, it's popular culture, it's the whole way of doing things in the world. Yes. Uh, it's uh, It's what everyone does, and it's what we will do if we do not purposefully choose to do otherwise. Exactly. Well, God instead. Right. It's, it's a, yeah, so, right. It's a, it's a, like you say, it's media, it's culture, it's, it's all of these kinds of things where man is living apart from God. The world, in a sense, is not God-friendly, if we no. say this. It's a matter of fact, when you look at the end of the book of Revelation, uh, it talks about the fall of Babylon, great Babylon. Now, I don't want to get into too many interpretations in the book of Revelation, but Babylon couldn't be a metaphor for the world system, okay, the systems of the world. Yeah. And God will judge this. And he said right. in verse 9, what what sorry, chapter 18, okay. verse 9 of the book of Revelation, it will say, the kings of the earth have committed fornication. They live luxuriously with her. They will weep and lament, standing at a distance. They will, the great city Babylon is come, it's fallen. The merchants of the earth. Notice all this worldly stuff, right? They're weeping and mourning. No one buys her merchandise, gold, silver, precious stones, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. They, and they're crying. People are crying because they sell it's all coming apart. Cinnamon, incense, fragrant oil, frankincense, wine, oil. Fine. Verse 13, the last thing on the list, the souls of men. Yeah. That's what the world chewed up, the souls of men. Yeah. It starts out. With silver and gold, right. but the lowest thing in value in the world is a soul of a man. Yeah. And Jesus said, "What? What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world? Yeah, or lose his soul? Yeah. So that's the thing. The world has a natural spiritual gravity to it that it will normally pull somebody down. Yeah, just will. Yeah. And then when you 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 are born again, you have the Holy Spirit. Now you have the power through the Word of God through fellowship." To lift yourself and live victorious in a sense, go against the current. Yes, it does. Yes, swimming against the current. Swimming against the current. Running with the headwind. Well, it doesn't even think every day. Yeah, I used to run close saddle. Yeah. How can they get yeah. up river right. to where they have to spawn? Right. They have to go against the current. Yes. Any dead fish can float down the street. Any dead, and we're, yeah. before we come to ground, we're dead. And that's why we just go with the flow. Am I right? Yeah. I just want to kind of. Whatever group I was in at the time, the peer group, I kind of went with the herd. Yeah. Just kind of go with it. Yeah. Until one day you say, whoa, whoa, this yeah. who killed me. Bro. You know, but, and, and one of the things, you know, it's kind of like riding too. I, I used to I used to cycle with some Olympic guys that uh, showed me what being in shape lit up, right? And uh, when, you know, we you would change the pole position and the leader would take all the headwind on. And then you'd get behind him and crouch down. And it would pass over you. Yeah, right. It, it's it's so important with the world, uh, and we talk about. I hate to digress, but being in a church and being around believers to help you with that. Help, oh, yeah. To help you with everything you're going to battle daily in the world. Yep. You've got to have it, and you know it's all. There's a lot of common sense here, yep. but but if you don't know where the struggles are, and you always think, oh, the enemy did that, and was 100% the enemy, not the world or the flesh. Right. You need to have those three balanced because it's all of them. And they could, we're going to look at that because yeah. they could overlap. Too. We're going to see it's not just one alone. Sometimes they overlap and intersect each right. other. Right. So, okay, let's look at James chapter 4, verse 4, makes a very interesting comment. James chapter 4, uh, verse 4, 
and he's talking about the, he's kind of getting into this uh, um, very thing. Well, also, uh, the thing about James is he talks a lot, real practical advice of how do we live right. uh, this victorious life. And look at verse 4. Okay. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Notice that. Now, look at, look at David. Look at popular movies. Look at comedians, late night TV. I don't watch this stuff, but listen to their words. Yeah. They mock out God or the Bible or the Word of God or the people of God or somebody that's trying to do good. You look, look at movies. Look at, uh-huh. look at magazines when you go through the uh, checkout thing at the, at the, at the supermarket or in TV. You know, right. But now the world is coming at a younger and younger audience. They want the children to be exposed to all these worldly influences. And uh, to be a friend of that is not to be a friend of God. He wants us to walk in the world, but to be separated. Yeah. Live what's called a separated life. Right. And um, it's a very important that people are aware the world has a magnetic pull. It has a spiritual magnetic pull. Yeah. And, you know, uh, when we become Christians, you know, um, for me, we talk about how our um, our glasses, you know, we, we actually put on a different set of eyes or, you know, glasses that are totally different about how we used to view the world. And before I was a Christian, I was part of it. I was just I was just sailing downstream. Yeah. I was like, oh, do you want to stop off here on shore? Yeah. You know, it was never upstream because you know, in a lot of ways, it's really the exact opposite of what God wants us to do. That's why we're swimming upstream. Because when you become Christians, you'll just see so much of it. It's the, I, I put down here, popular opinion, the sayings everybody takes to be true, the prevalent moral and sexual practices, uh, media constantly feeding the way of the world, and the media, the phones, uh, the handheld devices. Boy, is is that a real, real issue we got to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. an army of one, yeah. I, 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 you know, everything is self-evident. Right. You're looking for the world to gratify. Yes. Uh, and, and the world can't. Nothing out here can fulfill that which is in your heart, that yeah. empty space in your heart. Yeah. But this world is is something that mo- I found out the more you, we stay in the, in the Word of God in fellowship and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, you'll notice the world is entrapment. It, yeah. There's all kinds of entrapment, especially with young people, not just young people, but people in general. But young people, you see how they get, it was like when I went in the Army. It was really interesting, Dave. This was back in 1968. You get these little, uh, uh, when you're out in the field, they give you these little sea rations. They came, you know, the, oh, honey, had a meat, the yeah. biscuit, a look. But they always, these cigarette companies put in a little tiny pack of cigarettes, three or four cigarettes. But that was to get 18, 19-year-olds hooked on cigarettes for free so that when they got out of the Army, they were in the smoking habit. You see how the world yeah. did that? Yeah. There's a profit motive there. But they got us hooked. Yeah. See? Something small like that. But when you watch TV now, or you ever watch a movie, or watch some of these comedians, how much, not just vulgarity, but blasphemy, mm-hmm. mocking out God, yes. mocking out the things of God. See, that's the world. That's the world. Now, we're going to look at a minute. That could well be inspired by the end of the devil. Yes. But I think people have to be conscious. We have these three these three kind of operating systems out there yeah. are not to our benefit yeah, at all. So the second, and we're going to come back on the world, the second, of course, is the devil. And and he, right yeah. at the very beginning, we see uh, his influence on, on Eve, you know, right in the army given. He says, did God really say, you know, you're not going to die? They'll protect you. And, and he doesn't deny it. He just throws doubt there. You know? Yes. And then he says, a blatant lie, he says, you will not surely die. In other words, at that point, it is a lie. It's just like today where people say, uh, man is not a special, you know, human beings aren't special. We're just a higher level of yeah. evolution, uh, not made in the image of God, not yeah. made a little lower than the angels, like the scripture says, not indwell, you know, with the capacity uh, to worship God. And, you know, all of these things. The world wants to say, no, you're just, uh, the world will say, don't worry about when you die, Right. Don't, yeah. don't be concerned. Be concerned with this light. Eat, drink, and be married for tomorrow you die. But the, the Bible says, no, be very concerned about when you die because there's, yeah. this this life is short yeah. and eternity is long. Right. So my point being that the, these kinds of things were inspired from the very beginning from the devil. And that's why Jesus says in John chapter 8, 
Uh, he's a liar from the beginning. He was a liar from the beginning. So that's number one. Uh, I know you did some re- Well, yeah, I was just going to bring up again, uh, you know, the framework for the world systems, because James says, you know, scripturally, uh, we have to see that our enemies are threefold, right? And I like how he said that, our enemies. Right. So it's the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I, and I like what he said in James 3, 13 through 18. There's two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Yeah. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, and then finally, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That's it, yeah, right. So you can see it really clearly there. Yeah, so, um, but it's also showing all the great gifts you're going to get by swimming upstream. Yeah, right, all those better. Yeah, I mean, it's not just a lot of work, although it is work. (laughs) Well, Jesus said, go make disciples, but disciple has the word discipline in it. Right. And nobody really achieves any kind of goal in this life without discipline. If you want to be a really good football team or you want to be a good uh, pianist, you want to be whatever, it requires some level of discipline because (laughs) most people don't do it. They don't want to put in the work, but there's, like you say, there's great reward. Yeah. There's great benefits to go swim against the grain, uh, realizing that's the world. And so now we, we're dealing with this enemy, this the, the yeah. devil, that, that really, um, as we've done that the show, but not with the, uh-huh. the three sub like linked together. But the thing there is he's very active. Uh-huh. We saw that when we do it, he's done his job. He, he was up there and he's the accuser. Yes. He says, uh, I want I want to be able to, to come at Job mm-hmm. and to torment him because I want to see him give up on God. I want to see him basically curse right. God. And, turn and that, that kind of happened with um, Bob Peter. If you study the devil's influence in the Apostle Peter's life, after the transfiguration, uh, Lisa said, remember what he said, uh, I have to go to the cross and I'm going to be uh, betrayed and, and then crucified. And then Peter says, no, don't do it, Lord. And then Jesus said to him, get thou behind me, Satan. See, Satan had it. Now, this is a topic. We go off into this topic. Can he influence thoughts? You know, we know he cannot see our thoughts because he's not only present. God only. God sees our thoughts from afar off. But the thing with um, uh, Satan is, can can there's no place in Scripture that would suggest he could see our thoughts. Can he influence our thoughts? Has been been a, a discussion. That theologians have had, for example, what he says. Um, Peter says that he says uh, he says to Peter, "Get behind me, Satan! Right. For you an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men." Now, did 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 he Satan whisper that in the Peter, or did Peter, being Peter, said, "No, I don't want you to go to the cross." I mean, you know, it, but it, where did that thing originate? Yeah, was satanic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a big discussion. While we do know he is the influencer, and he can take things from the outside and influence us and get into our head. But, yeah, and, and, and that is confusing because even in 1 Peter 5, 8, John, it says, Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Right. So you, so then at some point you're wondering, so, so does he have control over us like that? But, again, it's kind of being alone. It seems like... He'll come after us. Doesn't he? He can't put thoughts in our head, even though he can't create the action for the thoughts. Well, that's a good discussion. Okay, so now that Peter verse will be quoted out of 1 Peter. Now, right. remember, one of Peter's issues is is uh, he was proud. I mean, he would say, everybody will betray you. I will not betray you. Uh, at the, at the, when Jesus was walking in the water, Peter gets out and says, I want to walk too. Yeah. It's not bad, but he was kind of... And and the arrest of the guard, he takes out a sword. He's he's kidding. He's kind of uh, what do you say? He acts very quickly out of his pride, out of it. Yeah. I can do this guy. Well, that can be a stumbling block. 
And that's why Jesus will say to Peter in uh, the Gospel of Luke, this is near the very end of the Passion Week in uh, Luke chapter 22. This is after the uh, Passover, the Last Supper. He said to, to Peter in verse 31, Luke 22, verse 31, he says, Simon, Simon, that's Peter's name. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you as wheat. Remember, Satan had asked to get at Joe. See, he's, he's on a leash. I mean, he can't, but we can give him uh, ground. We can give him permission. And see, Peter may have opened up a, a, a chink in the armor, his pride. And, and he says, but Satan is, he, hey, he, Jesus says, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, you know, destroy you. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers. In other words, I prayed for you. And now what may have happened, we don't know. But remember what Judas, it says Judas entered, uh, uh, Satan entered Judas. And then it goes out yeah. and he could betray. Right. But it says here, um, what did Judas do at the yeah. end? He killed himself. Yeah. So Satan sifted him like wheat. That's right. what he won. Yeah. So now what, um, what, what, what is he going to try to do here with with Peter? Maybe he wanted him to commit suicide. Yeah, he couldn't get over the guilt. But um, to speak to that just a little bit, I, I, I would check. Okay, sure. Um, so yeah, you know, when I look at Apostle Paul, uh, two Ephesians six twelve, it says, "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood." but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, you know, again, we're talking about the supernatural there and how the enemy, uh, you know, everybody thinks we're, we're going against flesh and blood, and it's not. It's really the supernatural it is the enemy, clearly. But, you know, for, for what, when the scripture says he came into Judas, what does that mean? Well, yeah. Is it in his mind or no, what? Yeah, well, he entered his soul. In other words, people can open a door right? Uh, where uh, he can actually, uh, we see that, they can yeah. demon possessed or demon right. oppressed for their hope. Yeah. So now that was by invitation. I mean, he, he, had, he had betrayed the Lord. He was in it for money, a bunch of different. That's why they'll say in Ephesians, don't give place to the devil. So oh, remember when Jesus delivered the little boy that right. Yeah, throwing himself in the fire and the water. He said, "The yeah. tide only comes out." Oh, right. By uh, prayer and fasting. And then, man, that was living in the cemetery. He had a audience. Remember, he had a legion. He had right. any demon. So people can be demon possessed. Not a believer. I don't believe a Christian can be demon possessed. But if people can open the doors, all kinds of different ways. We you get into that, but they can be involved in the occult, like Ouija boards and fortune telling, hallucinatory drugs. Where I lived in Thailand, they used to literally invite demons yeah. to come in. They might want to be a sorcerer or a wizard, these kinds of things. But we're talking about believers now. What kind of influence does he have in the life of a believer? Yeah. That's another issue. Now, what is interesting, a couple things, David, in the Lord's Prayer, Brandy says, uh, where he says, um, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Uh-huh. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil. Yeah. So he would come, especially if he gets an open door, like unforgiveness or right. bitterness in the life of a believer. It doesn't mean he can enter into you, but he can. you're given a legal ground to, to occupy and to cause bitterness, anger, rage, whatever that might be. Same thing Jesus will say in his high priestly prayer in John chapter yeah. 17. He says something very interesting uh, where he says, and, and then this is Jesus praying for us, his followers, right? And yeah. verse 15 yeah. of his high prayer, he says something very interesting in verse 15. Okay. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Notice that. Yeah. He wants us in this fallen world. He does. But he says, protect them from the evil. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, he wants us to grow. He wants us. I mean, it, it, the whole purpose of everything isn't it to be more like him before we get to heaven? To, I mean, you know, right, right. Make it forward right. the image of Christ, right? But here he's specifically praying again, yeah, to keep us put up a shield, right? Against why? Because the enemy wants to come and he wants to make us less effective. Now, if we're truly born again and we we were a child of God, I don't believe he could come in and overtake because 
we have the Holy Spirit. How's he going? Oh, yeah, the race that is the Holy Spirit. Good point. But he can. We've seen many ministries fallen through the world, mm-hmm. the flesh of the devil. I don't want to name names, but big ministries have fallen through pride, through sexual immorality, uh, through the person want more and more and more money. Right, it's crazy money. Yeah. So you can see all three of those things might be in play there. It might be the flesh. A man is. Uh, He's in a big ministry, he's given to adultery or this kind of thing. It could be uh, through the world. He wants more and more money. He wants yeah. to build or build our empire, bigger, bigger private airplanes, all these kind of things. Yeah. And then the devil can then get in and then he can, you know. Yeah, lead you said something interesting. You said that uh, there was an opening in Peter's armor at one point. Right. And, you know, and, we, and Paul actually talks about the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. I, I don't want... I don't want to, you know, divert to that because that's a whole show in and of itself. But it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So it's interesting. We can put the armor on which is the word and it's Christ, right? Yeah, right in front of it. We, we are what yeah. resource. Now, uh, uh, look look at James one more time. I want to, James, as you hit on that, yeah. Um, James, the epistle of James. And he'll say something very important. Chapter, Jen? Uh, chapter 4. He says this, chapter 4, verse 6. He says, but God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God. That means to come under God's authority, to come under his rulership, mm-hmm. to do those things that please God, obey his His word, his commands, right? Yeah. And then it says, then once we're submitted to God, then what does it say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's powerful. If we if we we can be in a situation where we can resist it, when we're under the authority of God, right? We're walking in this. Yeah. We can resist the devil, and he will flee from us. Right. That's why, in a sense, when we live in Thailand, wherever you live, we can consecrate the home. We want to glorify God. But we can come against those powers of darkness. We had uh, Loretta from South Africa. She, yeah. While she was in a village. Oh, yeah. They resisted. They didn't run away from it. Now, this is an important fr- point, David. We resist the devil, but we flee temptation. Remember Joseph when Potiphar's wife in the Old Testament mm-hmm. wanted to seduce him? He didn't try to negotiate. He didn't want to explain. He fled, and she grabbed his coat. He read, And it says then in 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, flee youthful lust. So do you see this? Resist the devil, flee temptation. Yeah. You see, there's a very important verb yeah. going on there. Yeah. So we have the power. You do. Right. Yeah. And this means a lot to people that live in areas that are very demonic. Um, yes. You know, parts of uh, Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Brazil. Right. We don't, they're here, but they're not as noticeable. As what right. I'm there, it's like everyday life. But when they know they can yeah. have power and not have to fear those spirits, yeah. they do fear them. Uh, that's, a, that's a powerful element of the gospel. Yeah, and and we are victorious. We, I, I think we, we always have to remember that Jesus defeated the enemy. We have won, but we are still on the planet. Oh, yeah, we're still in the world that he's still flying around with his friends and uh, trying to disrupt us, you know. But the one thing, too, Jen, is when you think about it, we say, you know, you should really get into church, right? Uh, do your homework, find the church that's right for you and your family. But, you know, when you think about the fact that on average, the typical uh, American is on their handheld close to four hours a day where they're getting hit with all this information. Right. You think four hours a day times seven days a week. You know, you're looking at 21 hours uh, a week alone. And then you think about, well, you, you say, well, I go to church. You're there for an hour on Sunday. And you think that's going to, when you think of your TV time, you think of all the interactions you're going to have with the three enemies, right? Our own flesh daily, the world and the enemy. That's not nearly enough. Right. right. So that's why we need the small groups. So we need the men's uh, study on Friday. We, we need the men's ministry group. We, we need... The women's groups. We need to be with our fellow peers and fellow Christian peers to strengthen us. Yeah, because why? It says way at the very beginning, it's not good for man to be alone. Right. So if you're in a, if you look at a flock of sheep, 
Well, if a wolf is out there, he's looking to pick up one of the sheep. Who's he going to go? He's not going right. to the center of the plot because they got protection from the shepherd. Exactly. But if they see a stray, right. then they're going to look. Wait, Easy. That's what Christians often get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. They break off fellowship. No, I don't need mm-hmm. church. They break off mm-hmm. small group meetings. I don't need that. They right. no longer read the Word of God. They don't. So they're leaving themselves vulnerable to, to get into a lot of trouble. Right. I've seen that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, individuals and big ministries themselves. But I think it's very important, these two aspects, when I'm uh-huh. dealing with the flesh and the devil, number one is flee lust, yeah. flee temptation. Yeah. If you can't negotiate with it, you can't manage it, you flee it. Uh, number two, you resist the devil. Mm-hmm. Resist the devil. We don't have to run away from him, but we gotta, we got to know what, how we defend against him. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of power in that. Yes, and you know, in in one John two fifteen to seventeen, it it says, uh, "Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, like you said, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever." That's it. And how do you know the will of God? From the word of God, wording it tells you. So these things work hand in uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, look, God has <clears throat> set it up in such a way it's designed for success. Yeah, you know that doesn't mean not going to have a trial or right. going to have issues, but it's we're designed for success if we if we understand these plans mm-hmm. and uh, the devil, the flesh, and the world, the devil, the flesh, and the world. And so we 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 could look more at what the devil's capable of, but not. Even Paul says, you know, I mean, he's called the God of his age. Yeah. That's in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. If our gospel is hid, it's hid to them with the goddess of his age is blinded. That's why unbelievers don't even know they're blind. now. They don't even know. Rich, I know. In Christ, they just go, oh, wow. Oh, now I see. You see? That's why. It's like you woke up in a different planet. That's right. You know, I was the same way. That's right. I never knew what I didn't know. Exactly right. I, therefore, you tell really intellectually bright people, yeah. hey, there's a God. He created the world. Right. Human beings are very special. They're unique. There's a heaven. There's a hell. Oh, they'll say, "Well, you, that's crazy. What are you talking about?" That was, see, they don't. They don't even. Mm-hmm. It's called what we call unexamined unbelief. They don't even want to look at the evidence. They discount it on, and you know, it's right. Miss it. That's right. What it could lead them to a really great light. Yeah. So we'll, we'll circle back on these. But the other we come up with, David, is the flesh. Yeah. And we looked at that in Ephesians. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So the flesh. You, you know, the, the flesh is our fleshly desires, right? Yeah. It's, it's what we want to do, and it's 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 the kind of a thing that's left uncontrolled and it'll go in all directions. And you see that in popular media. You see that all in movies now. They keep yeah. pr- pressing the so-called uh, envelope uh, further and further. But here's what Paul says about the flesh. You cannot play with it. I mean, you can't uh, realize that it's got power. It's got power. And he says in verse chapter three of Colossians, he, he really gives us some really good um, advice here. Colossians chapter three. Right. He says, um, so once you get there, I'll read the first. Yeah, I'm here to read the next. Okay. But look at verse um, one through three. This set it up. This is for believers. If you're not a Christian yet, I advise you to accept Christ because this is this is our position. Yeah. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. See that? He said, okay, if you're risen with Christ, if you're a believer, you're risen with Christ, uh, set your mind that there he's given us good information about things uh, not on the earth. There's the world, right? Now he, he's saying live uh, for an elevated life. In other words, live a spiritual life. But then he gives us practical Look at verse 5. Therefore, put to death. Yeah. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. See, there's the flesh. There's the, there, there, you see these things that we don't even think about before you're a believer, right? But now he says, do what with them? Put them to death. Yeah. Put them to death. Because they're an idol above God. Yeah, that's why Jesus says, look, if your right hand offends you, 
cut it off. Right. If the right hand offends you, it leads you to say, cut it off. Yeah. Better to go into paradise with one hand right. than to go into hell with both hands. The idea is you cannot manage this stuff. If the flesh is getting you in trouble, the flesh, think of the flesh like a wild horse. A wild horse. And it's been unbroken. It's been running wild, taking you this way, taking you that way. And it will. Then once you come to Christ, right. you have the Holy Spirit. Well, the horse, the, the, the fleshly instincts are still there, but you can control it. Yeah. You can break the yeah. horse. And then you have a stallion. Yeah. And you have a yeah. good right. purpose. And, yeah. But left on its own, uncontrolled. Look at the world. Yeah. Look at our face and say, oh, yeah. And so he's given us, he says, don't manage it. Don't play with it. Put it to death. Yeah. Put it to death. And then he'll go on to say, in which you yourselves once walked. And then he goes, but now you yourselves put off the old anger, wrath, malice, filth. In other words, he's saying, this is this is the flesh, David. This, yes. This is the things you have. You can't blame the devil on this. You know what I'm saying? You can't blame the devil on this one. And now he can, he can do things to make it easier for you to fulfill the desires of the flesh. But this is on each one of us as Christians. To put those things to death. Yeah. That's why it's wrong. Old Flip Wilson, you say, well, the devil made me do it. Oh, that's a cop out. Yeah. That's a cop out. Because, no, uh, because somebody might say, I'm praying that God takes away my desire for cigarettes. Well, maybe God wants you to exercise discipline and don't buy a card to cigarettes every week. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know how I can do that. Well, that's where you mortify the flesh. There's nothing pleasant about death. Right. You know, put to death these things. Where Jesus says, if you follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. Right. Die daily. Well, that die daily is to mean to die to these impulses and yeah. appetites are not pleasing to God. Yeah. You know. It, yeah. I, I like to read 7, 8, 9, yeah. 2. It says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self, which with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of the Creator. See, there you go. You got the plot, the negative. The... That's how you battle all three enemies. And God, That's the only, only way. And be aware. Once you know this stuff, see, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Yeah, you, 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 you know it. Okay. These movies, they can rattle you down the path. They're, they're going to put stuff, things in what? your mind that aren't good. These these influences are out there because we were all subject to that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, well so, Jan, um, so I'm sitting here thinking to myself and, you know, the people that are listening to our show, you know, we might have, uh, you know, a mix of believers, non-believers, new believers. What about those people that have not heard have not even heard the word um and you know those people that you know because you really got to dive in to understand all this so so what do we how is that handled you know in your mind in terms of the people that have not like you know i, I was on my own path you know I, I did my own thing for a while until you know you and i met and uh you know we were brought together by an event um that happened and um you know, so I, I'm just curious how that works with this because you really got to dive in deep to get all this. And what if somebody hasn't been brought the word, or or they just they haven't had somebody care enough to open it or or have it come to them? You know, they're now a believer. If they're a believer, yeah. Um, the Bible says in the Old Testament, "My yeah. people perish for lack of knowledge." Well, it's there for people to have. Um, if they want it, it says in Timothy, study to show thyself approved, a workman that made it not be a shame, right? right. Divide up. It so requires some work, you know, and then, like you say, you go to uh, church every hour, yeah. you hear the message, maybe you're in a Sunday school, you're doing self-study. One thing we have today in abundance is um, resources, you're YouTube and teaching and messages. You can... Be driving your car and listen to it. You could be, oh, yeah. You could feed yourself. Sure. See this. But this stuff is children's bread. It's meant for all believers. Now, if you study how you receive it, first and foremost, when you're a new believer, it says, as a little baby, desire sincere milk of the word. So you just understand the basics of salvation A, B, C. I'm a sinner, need of a savior. As many as received him, I want to receive him. Now you're a dwelt of the Holy Spirit. 
And then you go on, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word other by gals. Then you're, you're getting stronger. You're, not, you're a toddler. You're a young person now. And then you get strong meat. But it's for everybody, yeah. not just for the pit. Well, that, that's the way you started with me. You said, I'm drinking water first, and then we'll go to milk. Yeah. And then hopefully we get to some meat. No, no, that's yeah, it, cool. So, yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. It's uh, Then you've got capability to instruct others. Mm-hmm. Because once you got it, you got it. You know, say, they, yeah, what? Yeah, you start saying, oh yeah, I said well, this. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think really the main thing, and you know, you mentioned this to me, but I remember when you started uh, mentoring me. I'm like, how the heck? Yeah, there's a lot of work to do here. But the Holy Spirit, as you get into it more, I think the gift you get is things become a little easier yeah. for you when you read it versus before you before you came in and you were asking the Holy Spirit to come in, you took Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that the book opens up to help you understand. That's a good point. It really does. And when they call it the living word, it's almost like it connects with you differently as you spend more time in it. Yeah. Plus, plus when you interact with life now, you see it yeah. works. You know, I say, Nave, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see how those right. people got into that right. situation there. Right. Drug addiction or pornography. I saw how that happened. Yeah. Because they didn't know. Or you can see, but what it tells me to pray and ask for this, and I see yeah. the resulting and yeah. the prayer. Yeah. In other words, this works. This is this is this yeah. is not the pie in the sky and it's yeah. abstract. No. No. Like it's and you can sense you're getting more, yeah. more victory over different areas in your life. You maybe never had victory ever before because you understand. Yeah, you know, and I got to tell you, the big thing for me was realizing about the supernatural realm and that not just the physical realm that I think so many non-believers cling to, that they said, this is it. This is my heaven. This is my heaven. Earth is my heaven. They're blighted. Yeah. And and once that opened up to me and then you start realizing what Jesus said, and then you look at, you know, the armor we can be given uh, by Paul, you know, he brought that up. And it just starts to work. You see a whole nother realm. And then all this stuff will make more sense to you, the flesh, the world, and the enemy. It's real. Listen, man, you're in it or you're not. Uh, but we, we're in it whether you want to be or not. That's what it really comes down to, Jack. Yeah. So why not get the tools to protect yourself and your family? Yeah. And then, then again, he, he's saying, yeah. Uh, he, 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 you know, all makes a pretty interesting statement in, in Romans 7. He says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. What yeah. I do? And then that takes us into chapter 8 when he talks about walking in the Spirit. Yeah. And you can have control over this. Right. And start having victory. But the purpose of this show was to show, and we can actually do a show where we develop on each of these spheres. The devil, the world, and the flesh. Yeah. They're actively mm-hmm. ongoing. Yeah. But we could have victory over them. Yeah. And that's the big thing we're going to be seeing. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, you know, the one thing with the flesh is, uh, you know, I, I kind of like the way, um, you know, the Bible word means physical, natural, lower element of life. I, I wrote this in two. Thayer, the Greek scholar, said it's what we have in com- common with animal life, the sensual nature, just like an animal, right? You well, know, man, look, I mean, when the prodigal went to a far country, how did he end up? Yeah. He will eat in the wigs, laying in the mud. That's from what Nebuchadnezzar yeah. turned his back on God with Daniel, where he ended up being grabbed yeah. out of the backyard of his palace. And then yeah. he came around. But may have left out his low. Only our David in the 21st century is high, sophisticated sinners. You're right. We just have we have more uh, creative ways to sin and to fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's yeah. all that's going on. Right. Now, I mean, what's coming up now? I mean, what TV came with, that was one thing. And then we have high definition, and then we have brain. All this other access. Now they're coming with this virtual stuff. And it's hoping to hold the area that I'm really gaffed. It's just going to keep getting worse and harder to stay on course. Yeah. So, so I mean, that really kind of, I think we're going to pick up on this again. We're going to have a special guest next week. Yeah. And we'll pick up on another guest uh, uh, after that. But I want to get back to this, David. I think this topic is very important. And we're going to separate them again, and we're going to study how they overlap each other. Uh-huh. How 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 the lust somebody might be led into lust, but then that opens a door for the enemy to come in, yeah, and maybe even mm. bring him to deeper levels 
of, of lust and bondage. Yeah. It's goal is to kill and destroy. Yeah. And, you, you know, again, I, I wanted to go back to, uh, you know, our own flesh. When you look back at James, you know, you brought this up, James 1, 13 to 14, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lusts. Then chapter uh, 4 there opens up by saying, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? It's not the pleasures which wage war in your members. So James saying, Don't blame the sin on God. Don't blame it on the world or the devil. He said, it's really carried away by our own wants. Yes, that's a, don't blame it on. Yes, it's a, you can't even really blame that of the devil because it's coming out of the heart of man. Yeah, because that exactly. way in the Old Testament, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. Yeah, it, it, know it. that's right. And you know, I, I like this. I found this. One of the pastors brought this up. Uh, and he said during the War of eighteen twelve, U.S. Commodore Perry famously wrote to tell his superiors of his victory over the British, and he said, "We have met the enemy." and he is ours. Then back in the 70s, Pogo cartoonist Walt Kelly put out what became a famous cartoon against pollution, changing Perry's famous saying to, we have met the enemy, and he is us. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. I like that. That, that is, uh, But it's so true. Anyway, yeah. And these, these things are active agents that are out there. We have to be aware of it. Then we yes. start. And there's ways, you know, like the flesh, one of the ways to mortify the flesh, and we'll start wrapping this up there, but it's in Romans chapter 12. Uh, it's very clearly a strategy is given to us there. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12. Well, uh, verse 1 and 2 is really good advice uh, that we can all follow and we'll deal with these issues. Uh, Romans chapter 2? Chapter 12. Oh, sorry. Verse 1 Okay, and hold on a second here. All right. Okay. So you want me to read it? One? One and two. Okay. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not con- That's on the body. That's on the body. Right. See, self-control, your body's sacrificed. Right. To glorify God. Right. Now comes the mind. Do not con- conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See that? Yeah. Here, the, so that we have the world, right. but we also have the flesh in verse one. You understand it? Yes. But these two verses give us a lot of information. Yeah. Number one, it, the operative word there is form. We're going to either be conformed or transformed. Right. Formed or transformed. And the world will bulge you into its mold. They will, that's what they're doing in these universes. Right. So all over the place, there's no God. You don't have a soul. Uh, sexual freedom, all kinds of up and down the lane. But now we have this insight, and we go, oh, uh, we, we're doing that right now. Our yeah. minds are being transformed. Right. God willing, our, even our listeners, yeah. as we share. Yes. But their, their minds are being, I never thought of that right. before. And now I'm thinking about there's a creator God. Oh, and, you know, all of these things are entering into the human yeah. consciousness. Right. So this is really powerful instructions given here. And I do think we're going to, pick up on this again because I think we can delve deeper into these areas and uh, it's very valuable because the world we live in is topsy coming oh it is really on uh, I mean point it's, uh, it's really kind of hit hyperspeed here and but we mm-hmm. learn how we can negotiate how we can move forward on it yeah amen to that yeah so we're heading in a good direction yes but I want the listeners to again first of all thank you for listening WNCN radio coming to you from Laredo Iowa and I think this is an extremely to- important topic for all of us to realize this is the world we live in. These are the cards we've been dealt. Yeah. But the Bible shows us in a sense how do we play these cards. Yeah. We are aware of the enemies out there, these agents. Number one, the devil's real. He goes about as a roaring light, seek it, he right. made about. Right. Jesus says the enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Rob what? Rob your home, your family, rob your health, your mind, take your soul. And he wants to kill you. Yeah. You know, literally. Yeah. Number two, Jesus says in John tip 10, same verse, but I can, you might have light, salvation, and life more abundantly. Okay. Yeah. Now, so he's coming, but now we understand how do we protect ourselves. One of the ways is to pray. Lead us out into temptation. That's yeah. a real prayer as much yeah. as we ask for daily bread. 
then we uh, understand the flesh is very real. Right. You know, I mean, oh. we have desires, we have impulses left on our own. Yeah. We're uncontrollable. Yeah. We do all we want. We, want. we just want to get caught. Right? Yeah. And number three, uh, what we look at, we got to realize this world, as beautiful as it is, on a, the, it's a human system that's that's fallen. It's going to be renewed one day. You know, there'll be a new heaven yeah. and new earth. But it's 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 corrupted. It's not John friendly. You know, it's there's a spiritual make make gravity that's going to pull you down. Believe me, and uh, that's what the spiritual. But the once we are born again, as Paul says, set your mind on things above. Be elevated. Think of these things. Whatever's true. Whatever's noble. Whatever peace. He's elevating our hearts. And um, see, we could be either animal like or angelic. Yes. You know, we have a capacity. Yeah. Choose. You want to. Be degraded and go down and be involved with it. Or do we want to elevate and we can behold the glory of God, sing praise to God, pray, see our minds transform, and then be able to influence others, be right. influencers in this. Yeah. You know, and, and we can do it. Yeah. God's very We can. And the listeners, if you haven't heard this before or you're interested in more, please tune in. Well, like I said to Dave, we're going to continue this series after a couple really nice guests coming up in the near yeah, future. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to close in prayer. If any of you were listening and maybe never made your commitment to Jesus Christ, I want you to think about it and 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 really ask God to reveal himself to you. And, and I would encourage you to read the Gospel of John. That is a great starting place. Oh, yeah. In 21 chapters, prayerfully, with an open mind, read one chapter a day. If you're not a believer, if you are a believer, it's the strength of your faith. But I want to close in prayer, and especially those that are troubled today and tuned in, listening, we really feel for you. We don't see you. We never met you, but I want to pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, for this show, this radio program, WNZ, and I thank you, Lord, that your word goes out from here on a daily basis through the airwaves, and we thank you, Lord, that uh, we have the truth. Jesus, you said thy word is truth, and by taking heed to it and obeying it, we can live a victorious life on this planet and be prepared for the next. So again, Lord, we commit our time into your hands, and we pray for all of our listeners. We haven't met, we don't see, but they're listening to us. If they're too did, they must be listening. And so they're seeking something. Strengthen those that are believers in their faith. Make them aware of the enemies that are out there that are trying to defeat us, the devil, the world, the flesh. But also realize we're highly resourced people because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God. We have fellowship of other believers. And those that don't know you yet, Lord, I do pray, Lord, that you would indeed reveal yourself to them. They're listening for a reason, and I pray, Lord, you would reveal yourself to them and that they realize salvation is very near to them. If they will indeed admit that they're a sinner, be willing to turn their life around and surrender to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, to as many as received him, to give he gave the power and the privilege to become a child of God. So we pray for each one of them this day, Lord, that they might come to know you. Thank you again for this day, this time together. We praise all of these things for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Shan. God bless you. God bless everybody.